Holy Gospel according to John, the 18th chapter. Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I'm a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Glad to hear it. So, I've got a surprise for you. Yay! Yay. Bright paper. Yeah, bright paper. That's basically what it is. What do you think's on the bright paper? Notes. Notes. About Jesus. About Jesus? Yeah, kind of. Pictures? Yeah, a little bit. Phineas, what do you think's on the paper? You don't know? That's fair. Remember all those envelopes that you drew on and turned in? Mm-hmm. You, sta- you stapled or taped them on there. I've got a few of them, yeah. Now, I'm going to show you the first page. Look at all those. Now, now what's on these pictures? What do you see? Because I can't see over the board. Tell me what's on these. Yeah. People cheering people on. Very good. We talked about that a little bit. What else is on these pictures? Instruments. Instruments. Nice. Do you see names? Uh, uh-huh. There's some names. Very good. So we have things that we did. We had people that we helped. We have people who we are. We even have some money that was given. I see two cents. That's probably from that widow's mite story that we talked about, right? Very good. So we have a lot of work. Now, if you had to do all this work by yourself, would it take a while? Yeah. If you tried hard. If you tried hard, you could probably get it all done, right? Okay. Well, what if you had to do all that work and all this work? Could you hold that for me, Cooper? Thanks. What if you had to do all this work and all that work? That was a lot more work, right? That's Okay. And Gabriel, could you hold these? What if you had to do all this work? That's a lot more work, right? I don't see them. You don't see yours yet? Okay. And Joey, could you hold this? There you go. Okay, you can hold this one. Well, if you had to do all of this work by yourself, could you get it all done? No. Probably couldn't get it all done. But 
This is all work that you guys already did. One, two, three, four. Four. In fact, I counted, and we have 40 envelopes on these boards. Are there 40 people here? Uh-uh. No. <laughs> you guys did a lot of work. But you did it because you worked together. You did it because, well, why did you do these things? Why do you help each other out? Ava, why did you help people? You're just that nice of a person? Yeah? Okay. Well, for Ava, I believe that. But for other people, I think it's because Jesus wants us to do these things, right? It's because Jesus does these things for us. Our friends and our family help us out that way. And we want to help people that way, too. So that's what we do. Now, just so the rest of the congregation can see, I need everyone who's got a poster to stand up and help show them all the work that you guys did. There we go. Can you help me, Cooper? There you go. Very good. Did you guys think you did that much work beforehand? No, you really did. This is you. This is what God can do through you. That's a lot of work. All right, we can sit back down. Do you want to sit down? Okay. There we go. So, I got one more thing. Do you know what this Sunday is called? What today is called? Yes. Yes, it's the last day of Pentecost. Um, Christ the King. Christ the King. Very good. Christ the King Sunday. Now, Christ is our King, right? And so we're supposed to do basically whatever a King tells us. That's what a King does, right? The King's the most powerful person. Well, Christ tells us to be like Christ, to serve one another, to cheer each other on, to give for those who are most in need, to listen for what God's calling us to do. You guys have already done that. Keep doing it, okay? Can everybody look at my nose? It's a nice nose. You guys are really capable of doing this work, even if you don't think so sometimes. And I want you to know that when, especially when you don't think you can do it, I'm praying for you, and I'm more than willing to help you out. And so are your friends. So are all the people who's got envelopes on these and all the people sitting out there too. All right? And so is Christ, the King. All right. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for all the work that these people did here. We give you thanks for the way that you worked through us, that you were able to love us through one another's actions, through one another's good works. We ask that you continue to work through us, that you continue to love us, and that you continue to work through and love our neighbors too. Thank you so much for the work that was done here. And we ask that you keep working in this world, that we might follow you as Christ the King. In your name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Ava.
name of Jesus. Amen. There's two kinds. Well, there's more than two. But if you boil it down, there's two kinds of leaders, of kings, of rulers, of monarchs, of queens, of whoever you want. There's two kinds. There's the kind that rules by aggressive force and power and authority, however that looks. Sometimes people are very much in favor, sometimes not. And there's the kind that rules underneath. Instead of ruling over, they rule underneath. There's the kind that rules simply in their own action and in their own ways that's attractive to the people around them. There's people who are leaders by authority. There's people who are leaders by right and by might. And there's people who are leaders and rulers simply because the crown gives it over to them. Growing up, I watched a lot of Rawhide. <laughs> Thank you to my mother. She, uh, she purchased all the DVDs that she possibly could every time they came out, back when they were putting out all those television shows on DVD every so often, a little before Netflix was popular. And so she purchased all the Rawhide DVDs, and I would watch them. And Clint Eastwood's character, Rowdy Yates, he was so cool, you know? I mean, he wasn't the biggest guy, and he was a little green because Clint Eastwood was young back then. But he always had the strongest jaw, you know? It wasn't, it wasn't that he was necessarily smarter than everybody else. It wasn't necessarily that he was faster than everybody else. But he could get punched throughout the entire episode, and he kept getting back up. And he always had these great one-liners. He always had these great zingers that were kind of plain, but at the same time, they, they just, they made you feel like he was winning the fight. He could be tied to a tree and everybody was stealing the cattle and making off with them and you thought, man, Rowdy is so cool. <laughs> Rowdy Yates. I think a lot of times, especially when we read the Gospel of John, we want Jesus just to make that inch of a leap and be Rowdy Yates. Right? When we read the Gospel of Mark, especially Mark, Jesus seems so plain. I mean, Jesus is very much capable of emotion, and Jesus very much seems to be at the whim and the will of the crowd. The crowd always seems to be pressing up on him. The crowd always seems to be chasing after him. When we read Matthew, Jesus is a little bit more intelligent. Jesus is a little bit more in control, but the crowds are still pressing him. The crowds are still pushing him. When we read Luke, Jesus becomes more cerebral. Jesus has a lot of thoughts, a lot of monologues. That's why Luke is so long. But when we get to John, John is that Rowdy Yates character Jesus. When we read the Gospel of John, at least when I read the Gospel of John, Jesus is in control the whole time. Jesus has some great one-liners that he gives back to the crowd, that he gives back to the people. Jesus is always in control. Jesus can be tied up inside Pilate's house, and you're thinking the whole time, man, Jesus is doing great. On Christ the King Sunday, it is so tempting to want Jesus to have the strongest jaw of anybody in the room. We want Jesus to be 
punched? Not really. But we want Jesus to be able to take the punches, to get back up, and nothing's happened yet. That's the kind of Jesus that is tempting to want on Christ the King Sunday. But, in all four Gospels, whether it's that very human one in Mark or it's that very Clint Eastwood one in John, in all four Gospels, there's one common thing. That eventually, the crowds take hold of Jesus. That eventually, Jesus is beaten. Eventually, Jesus is hung. Jesus dies. I never saw Clint Eastwood or Rowdy Yates die. Jesus is not the strongest one in the text. Jesus doesn't have the strongest jaw. Jesus doesn't have the strongest fists. Jesus isn't fighting his way out of this one. And on Christ the King Sunday, I mean, at Easter, it's easy to talk about Jesus died and Jesus rose, but on Christ the King Sunday, we want just a little bit of Jesus is the strongest one on the block. Jesus is going to have his way. Jesus is going to have the day, at least. But that's not what we get. We just get the same old plain Jesus. Jesus dies and Jesus rises. One kind of power is to be the strongest one on the block. The other kind is the kind that God seems to use very, very often. See, it's God's every right to be the strongest one on the block, primarily because God is. I mean, God, I mean, think of the text with, uh, I think it's Elijah. God could be in the whirlwind, right? And God could be in the fire, right? And God could be in the earthquake because those are all God's prerogative. If God wants to shake the whole earth, literally, to let us know that we're doing something just a little bit or a lot of bit off, that is God's prerogative. God can do that. If God wants to move the mountains, that's God's prerogative. God can do that. If God wants to empty the depths of the sea, that's God's prerogative. God can do that. But that's not quite what we have. What we do have is a still small voice. What we do have is a life beyond reproach. I don't want to be like Jesus because Jesus is the strongest one on the block. And I don't love God because I'm scared of God. I love God because God is lovely. I want to be like Jesus because that's the kind of person I want to be. When the God that has every prerogative and everything given to him steps down from heaven and kneels a step after that to wash your feet, kneels a step after that to speak with your children, kneels a step after that to work and to toil because this is what God has chosen to do. God has had all the power in this world and the next 
and chosen to be your brother and your sister. It's that God that I naturally give my authority to. We have plenty of tyrants in this world and we have plenty of destroyers. We have plenty of terrorists and we have plenty of people who want to shake the world because they can. It is my joy that our God is not one of those. That our God is the one who steps down from heaven and lives a life in such a way that we cannot help but be attracted to it. And as such, by the movement of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and in our midst and by one another, we're changed. And each day we become a little bit more lovely. Each day we become a little bit more service-oriented. Each day we become a little bit more beautiful, like God is beautiful. Each day we become a little bit more like Christ. Christ the King Sunday is not ultimately about God being able to kick down the doors, even though God can. Christ the King Sunday is about a God who comes through closed doors into our midst. It says, peace be with you. A God who changes things by simply being near. The good news for us is that even though we all struggle mightily with trying to transform ourselves into this Christ-like character, there's a God who's gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, that steps down from heaven on a regular basis, who dwells among us. Not that he might kick us into shape, but that God might be near. And by God's presence, by God's love, and by God's grace, we might live to become more like Christ. Christ is the servant, the loving, the merciful King. Thanks be to God. Amen.